0: Welcome to the New Horizons 12 Steps and 12 Traditions meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. My name is Stephanie and I am an alcoholic. I have just muted everyone's microphone. It's very important to keep background noise to a minimum so we can all hear clearly. Also, if you have a, haven't already done so, we ask that you change your screen name to your first name and home group. This is how we will be calling on people to share. And I have asked Russ to please read What is AA?
1: Hi, I'm Russ, I'm an alcoholic. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are many thousands of men and women who have recovered from alcoholism. We have solved the drink problem. However, we believe that strenuous work, one alcoholic with another, is vital to permanent recovery. The purpose of an AA meeting is that of carrying the AA message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Therefore, we share our experience, strength and hope as to stay sober and help others to recover from alcoholism. Experience with alcohol is one thing all AA members have in common. Therefore, we have to confine our membership to alcoholics. Our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism, hence we may refuse none who wish to recover, nor ought AA membership ever depend upon money or conformity, regardless of age, gender, race, or religion. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves an AA group, provided that, as a group, they have no other affiliation, meaning we are not aligned with any religious or political organization. We do not affiliate with other 12-step fellowships, the treatment industry, or any other institution. We do not wish to engage in any controversy, and we have no opinion on outside issues. We neither endorse nor oppose any causes. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. Each member squares his debt only by helping others to recover. In the words of Bill W., sobriety, freedom from alcohol, through the teaching and practice of the 12 Steps, is the sole purpose of an AA group. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Raz. Do we have any new people with us today, under 30 days sober, who think you may have a problem with alcohol? If so, please unmute and introduce yourself. Is there anyone attending today here for your first time to New Horizons group? If so, would you care to tell us your name and the name of your home group so that we can welcome you? Christopher, alcoholic, uh, early risers. Welcome, Christopher. Hi, I'm Jill. I'm an alcoholic, uh, early birds. I'm from Virginia. Hi. Hi, welcome. Uh, Debbie O, oh Debbie O, um, Gateway Big Book uh, discussion group Monday night, um, and I'm from Ontario, Canada. Welcome, Debbie. Glad you have joined us today.
2: Hello, Hello everyone.
0: From uh, Arizona, Monday night Big Book Step City. Awesome. Welcome, Angela.
2: Hi, everyone. John here from Scottsdale, PA. New and old timers group.
0: Awesome. Welcome, John. Do we have any non-alcoholic guests visiting from the professional community or other 12-step fellowships? Do we have any AA anniversaries to be acknowledged today? All right, the format for the meeting is as follows. Our speaker will share with us for about 20 minutes on whatever step we left off on last week. The first Friday of the month will be used to study the tradition of the month. We will then spend the second half of the meeting sharing our experience with the step or tradition. If you unmute your phone to thank the speaker or to share, please remember to mute yourself again promptly. And please allow me to introduce our speaker for today, Ed, from the Tuesday night speaker group in Texas.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Stephanie. Um, Thank you, Carrie, for inviting me. And uh, this is what you're dealing with today is I got on, and as I've been looking around, I'm like, there are so many people from New Hampshire here because of the initials NH. And finally, about... Eight minutes of being logged in, I find like New Horizons, got it, never mind. So hopefully I bring more than that to the table when we talk, um, when I talk. So I don't know, I, I've been to your meeting one other time and I don't know that I, I heard it, but I really love what you guys do, asking if there's any professionals. Because the speaker meeting is AA's best PI tool. It is the best opportunity we have to get our message out to professionals about what we really are. And and so, you know, at my, one of my old home groups uh, we met in a church, and we every month we send a letter to them inviting the clergy and the staff to our open speaker meeting, so they could see what AA was about. And granted, we were only sending it to the church, so we knew when somebody new showed up, and, and we greeted them and introduced ourselves, and we found out who they were. And one of the coolest things that happened through that process is when the minister showed up and heard an AA talk, he he was floored because he had no clue what AA was really about and he said you guys aren't in the the soul-saving business I said no sir that's your deal we want your drunks and what ended up happening was is because of that meeting he started sending members of his congregation to the AA meeting and so if we can recognize them especially on Zoom where people are coming from all over and which I'm actually sort of a fan of if if we can recognize that and, and ask the question like you guys do what we can do is we can find out who's here and is there any professionals. And um one of the things we're also working on at our group is sending out letters to the local community, the DA, the, um the court systems, Let ask of the professionals come to our speaker meetings, check us out. I know it's on a nighttime. I know it's inconvenient, but if you're curious what AA is, what better way to come in, sit back, relax, enjoy a speaker and, and to hear what AA is truly about. So, kudos awesome i've never heard that in another group and i love it um you know and uh i love the fact that you guys study the traditions in your group um i've been fortunate enough to be blessed with three legacy sponsorship my entire life and if you look at the triangle the triangle the base of the triangle is recovery because who's going to do the other two without the 12 steps i mean nobody's sitting out there over a, a fifth of whiskey thinking I really need to read some concepts tonight, you know, uh, it, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So we have to have the base of recovery, we have to have the base of the 12 steps. And, but once that happens, I was taught that um, we have these other two legacies and they've been passed on from that first generation of Alcoholics Anonymous and on that we ride the coattails of giants. And and so that got passed on to the second generation. It got passed on to most of us who are in the third generation of Alcoholics Anonymous, which I believe in passing on to my sponsees also. And and we hand this stuff off to them because it's what we were given. And and there's a saying that I love, that if you want what I have, then do what I do. And and what I do is I study all three legacies, and I pass that on to those guys that um, come after me and because it was passed on to me. And and, and whereas I think it's vitally important that we talk about them individually and study them individually, I think it's equally vitally important that the home group talks about them together. And and we see how these things can apply in our day-to-day group life. Uh, We only meet once a week, so it's really easy for us, but frequently you guys are gonna meet seven days a week coming Sunday. And it's hard for any one person to be at every single meeting to monitor. And, and to see what's going on, but if we've taught this is what our group does, then then we don't ever have to deviate from what our group does. It's just because it's what we do, it's it's not strange. It's not foreign. And and we don't do that by nature. We do it by studying and we do it by growing together and, and learning the three legacies of Alcoholics Anonymous. And and so um, once again, another congratulations on doing that. It, it's something that's felt. Um, by the wayside, in my opinion, in a lot of places, if you go to a traditions meeting, um, it's frequently light attendance and, uh, and how awesome is it to come here? And it's 38 people, the people who, who are truly interested in, in that legacy, our second legacy, the legacy of unity and our traditions. And so I, I love that, that you guys do that and you apply it. We do a down here. We have a thing called a, uh, Quarterly we do a step or tradition speaker where somebody comes in for the entire month and speaks on three traditions a night or three steps a night. And November's our month where we're going to have our tradition speaker. And so we're going to have our incoming delegate come down and and, and talk on the traditions. So it's something that we continue to put into our group also. And it's something that I I believe in strongly. So um, thank you for doing it. And thank you for continuing to keep the three legacies alive and not just becoming a one legacy group because it gets sick in my experience. Um, you guys, Carrie did not ask me to come and stand on a soapbox and a bunch of fluff. So I'll, I'll move on to what she actually talk, asked me to talk about. I was just really impressed with what I heard you guys share at the beginning of the meeting. And, and so I was asked to come and talk on Tradition 10 today. And I struggled. I'm like, does this even apply in our today's society? And, and uh, I, I figured it did. So um, not a problem. Uh, I, I, I agreed to it. And um You know, one of the things I I, I talk to people about frequently when when they start talking about how great their program is, I ask them and I challenge them, I'm going to say, are you practicing the, the 12 traditions in your program? Because the 12 traditions, to me, require me to get out of myself and truly find a new humility, a level of humility that is not that is foreign to a guy like me. I'm egotistical. I'm pompous. I'm arrogant. I love me some me. And, and to practice the 12 traditions, what that requires is it's for me to put the entire fellowship ahead of my own wants. A- and, and, that's an, I don't put anything ahead of what makes Ed happy before the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and, and so when you guys taught me this and you guys taught me um about the traditions it 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 took my it truly took my program to a whole new level because i think i'm working the steps really well allow me to try to put a fellowship before my wants and now all of a sudden i have to redouble my efforts back here on the 12 steps to really find that um higher power to get out of my own way to allow the fellowship to grow even if i agree with it or if i don't agree with it i heard somebody say once that the traditions just are they're not good they're not bad they just are there are traditions so if there are traditions, then we might as well practice them because they're ours. And, and nobody else is going to um, do it for us. So I'm here to talk about Tradition 10. First one I'm going to read is uh, the long form of Tradition 10. And I got it set over here to the side. So if you see me look away from the camera, that's why. Um, no AA group or member should ever, in such a way as to implicate AA, express any opinion on outside controversial issues particularly those of politics, alcohol reform, or sectarian religion. The Alcoholics Anonymous groups oppose no one. Concerning such matters, they can express no views, whatever. And uh, when I read the long form of Tradition 10, I always read the long form of Tradition 10 because the actual long form is the tradition. The short form is like the cliff notes. It's the easy part to match the steps that hang on the wall because we put the long forms on the wall, they'd hang to the floor and the steps would be all the way up here. And... uh, so I read the long form because it's vitally important that I actually know the tradition. And I understand that what I see on the wall is not the tradition. It's it's the, the simplified version. Um, and what I love about Tradition 10, Bill's a genius. Bill was a genius when he wrote this. Because for me, Tradition 10 is a reaffirming of Tradition 3 and Tradition 5. Um, because if the long form of Tradition 3 is, uh, I'll read it real quick. Our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism. Hence, we may refuse none who wish to recover. So if I can refuse nobody who wants to come into AA, how can AA have any statements that are controversial to anybody that may want to come in here? Because the only thing we care about is your alcoholic. So the, the one thing I have to be, AA is always careful of, in my experience. I haven't seen them do too many things that, raise concern in in my opinion but we we take no we take no opinions on politics general manager of gso or none of our trustees have came out and say we back this candidate and the minute they would do that now all of a sudden half of the fellowship is going to go like well we don't so we don't belong and i can almost and maybe this is just my dramatic mind but i can almost see this happening is if and when one of those people come out and support somebody in the name of aa there would be a whole new service structure overnight come about for the people who are in the opposing field. You know, you can almost see, um, we'll use something stupid, um, the coffee crowd and the decaf crowd, the caffeinated and the decaf crowd. Somebody in AA took a hardcore stance on we like caffeinated coffee, which would be the camp I'm in. And uh, And all of a sudden there would be a group of people who decided, well, we don't agree with that. We like decaf coffee. And now we need our own decaf GSO. And, um, and as long as we stay out of the argument of what's better, um, the fact is, is we don't have to argue about it within the rooms and, and we don't have to defend ourselves and we don't have to make anybody understand that we're not a religious, or a political organization or we're not a religious organization or we're not anything of those natures. And, and sometimes it could be su- stuff real subtle. Um, you know, the, the thing I love about GSO is when you, you reach out to them and you, you ask them any questions on anything, um, they 'll give you an our experience shows, but we can't tell any, you know um we can't tell you what to do if, if if somebody from the public reaches out to them we have no opinion on that um they 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 just stay out of it they they, they have they to the best of their ability I think accidentally over the the uh, manuscript there was some public stuff that people didn't like, and myself included but uh um the reality is is we try to stay out of all that stuff that may cause. The public to look at us and say, look, see, we knew them AAs were a bunch of bombs. And, and, um, and, and I like that a lot. For me, it becomes a lot more difficult when I, when I start trying to apply this at a personal level. Um, I, I used to have people that would come into my home group and they'd want to talk about the debate, if you will, um, or whatever the headlines were in the news. And they'd come in and start trying to talk to me because they knew something personal about how I believed or whatever. And I'd look at them like, not in here not in here. We don't do that here. If you ever want to grab a cup of coffee, by all means, but not in these rooms, because in these rooms, everybody is protected. And all I care about is you're alcoholic. And I don't care about your beliefs on religion. I don't care about your beliefs on politics. I don't care about your beliefs on any major topic that's on the news headline or on your Facebook page. All I care about is, do you suffer from alcoholism? When you pick up that first drink, you lose all control over the amount you take. And, And if you do that, then I want you here um I, I want you to be a part of this deal and i don't want you to feel like you're shunned or put out and, and so i think as a group we have to really try for that you know and then sometimes it even happens accidentally that we have to talk to people um the church we used to meet in um we, we we raised our own rent because uh in raising um we found out the boy scouts and the girl scouts paid more than aa did so we raised our rent to match what the boy scouts and girl scouts did and uh the church was Confused because nobody raises their own rent. And, uh, in the process of that, they decided to thank us by putting us in their church bulletin. The minute they put us in their church bulletin and started putting it out to the community that AA meets here and we have AA at our church, it now looked like we were the Baptist AA group. And we went to them and tried to explain to them, look, um, we, we, we don't, we can't have that. We don't want people thinking we're that we stand for this or we stand for that. And, and um, in that moment, um, they, they were confused, but they politely removed, removed us from their bulletin and, and, and allowed us to just to be an AA group because we don't want somebody from the outside looking in thinking, Oh, they're only for those people. And, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I like this in, in the tradition 10, um, on the short form, uh, The other thing I was going to talk about real quick on the long form, it says um, A expresses any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly those of politics, alcohol reform or sectarian religion. Um, I'm a big one on this because the sectarian religion I've always done for a long time. I was really good about not expressing what my personal conception of a higher power is within the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous because I don't want anybody to feel excluded. The flip side of me looking at this of let me pat myself on the back because I never talk about my conception of a higher power. The flip side of that is, is am I not bashing somebody else's conception of a higher power? And the thing you see, I I, I don't hear it as much as I used to, but um, frequently I used to hear people say stuff like, I'm a recovering this religion, or I'm a recovering that religion, which insinuates that there, somebody else's religion doesn't work. When the reality is, is what I grew up in didn't work for me, but I know tons of people in AA that it is working for. So I, I have to be careful. Not only do I I have to watch my pumping up of something that I believe in or something that I'm for, I have to watch my tearing down of what somebody else uh, believes in. I, I remember I had a sponsee one time and he started making fun of a particular religion and in, in AA. And it's, it's one of them that a lot of people have the view that it's sort of out there on the fringes and um, you know, and I pulled him aside after the meeting, I said, what were you doing? And he goes, um, well, it was just a joke. I said, but do you know, if anybody in that room holds that personal religious belief, is that anybody's conception of a higher power? He goes, well, I don't know. I said, well, then we have to leave all that out of there because we can take no no stance whatsoever, positive or negative, on what somebody else's belief system is. Because I don't want somebody to think that they don't belong in AA because we're for and or against something that they may or may not believe in. So I I really try to keep those things out of the room of of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, In here, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA may ought never be drawn into public controversy. And That's the short form. And I love this first paragraph. Never since it began, has Alcoholics Anonymous been divided by a major controversial issue, nor has our fellowship ever publicly taken sides on any question in an embattled world. This, however, has been no earned virtue. It could almost be said that we were born with it. For as one old-timer recently declared practically, never have I heard a heated religious, political, or reform argument among AA members, so long as we don't argue them These matters privately. It's a cinch. We shall never publicly. And, uh, this one was tough for me because anonymity wise, I never put anything on social media because I don't want anybody to ever assume that look at this knucklehead over here and look at how he believes. And that must be how AA believes, you know, um, and I, and I, I've held to that for years upon years. And I had people, I used to talk a lot of politics on Facebook because I, I love a good debate. And, um, I used to talk about it all the time and, and people would try to t- talk to me about Ed, do you, do you think that's, uh, breaking tradition 10? I said, not at all because I, I respect tradition 11. I, I respect the anonymity. So I'm not breaking tradition 10. I don't do the coin on my AA birthday. I don't do the, what's the new? recovery challenge we got going on that I've seen for the last two days, proving recovery works. And, and I saw a couple of confused faces. It's really annoying. Um, not your confused faces, but the challenge is going on and I've got friends doing it. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, geez. And uh, so I, I don't get into any of that. So I thought I was totally safe to speak my politics, to speak my religions, just sp- my religions, I don't have more than one, um, to speak what I believe personally. Um, I thought I thought all that was perfectly fine because if I respect tradition 11 and nobody knows that I'm in AA minus my mother, um, because my mother is so happy that I'm in AA, she tells everybody that she can, that her son's sober. Um, <laughs> but outside of that circle, I thought, well, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with talking about whatever I want. Who am I hurting with this and um and my sponsor would drop hints, and my sponsor's fairly knowledgeable about these three legacies and these traditions and and, and he 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 drops hints and politely subtly, and i I'd shut him down because God knows uh, our sponsors are frequently wrong, right? you know I mean, what do they know and uh, I no it, it's not breaking tradition ten no, it's not breaking anything, and me and him were standing in an assembly one day. And uh, we're outside of the assembly, the, we're on a break, and, and the most important conversation on a break is probably where you're going to eat lunch. I mean, let, let's face it, I mean, when you get out of the assembly hall, a, 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 from the area assembly, you're, you're worried about what's for fo- what food is coming. You know, is it barbecue, is it, we're going to have chicken, are we having steak, what, what's, you know, so we're having some deep, deep, important conversation. And uh, somebody walks by and makes a snide political remark. And he looked at me and he's got these bony fingers. And he's like, you still think you having your political views on Facebook does not affect your AA? That was a shot to the gut. I did the appropriate thing, deflect, um, <laughs> you know? And I, I did first, I'm like, they have no right to hold that against me. And then I went to, they have no right to tell me what I can and can't do. And then I went to, they have no right to bring my personal beliefs into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. And finally I can get down to me. And the reality was, is when I break my, when I put that stuff out there, my friends know that I'm in AA. And it doesn't matter whether I announce I'm an Alcoholics Anonymous or not. What, ma- what happens is, is I now draw that stuff to my personal life where they assume AA is. And, 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 not by s- written and not by spoken, but by simple affiliation, have I affected Alcoholics Anonymous? And, and, and for some people, Alcoholics Anonymous as a whole, because I may be the only person they know in Alcoholics Anonymous, because I've allowed them to come in and I finally could take a hard look at that. I'm still not perfect, um, but I've drastically changed the way I do things on social media. I've drastically pulled myself back because what I realized was I don't want my personal beliefs Ever to affect my ability to do the twelfth step, and 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 honestly, it never did affect my ability. I've I've sponsored guys that believe a hundred percent different than me in every category you can think of, because I know that that big book is not does not shun anybody, and those twelve steps don't shun anybody. But I don't know what you guys think. Because you guys may not feel like you can approach me because of something I've taken a stance on. I don't want the, my opinion to ever keep you away from feeling like you can approach Ed. And, and if if there's even the slightest chance that a newcomer or somebody with time, like, man, I'd really like to go talk to Ed about something he said, but I also know how he believes. I don't feel safe or I don't feel like I can, um, then I'm wrong. Because I've, I've blocked you from being able to, to openly talk to me. And, and what I found was after a lot of searching and going through all the excuses, this tradition comes down to a very personal level to me of I need to watch how my actions are as a whole. Um, as a result, you know, back to the home group, I don't wear buttons. I don't wear shirts promoting. I don't wear anything that would make anybody in that room feel uncomfortable. And I've had to take that exact same stance and extend it to my social media, extend it to my outside world because I don't want anybody to feel like I can't, they cannot approach me because of something I believe. I don't care what you believe. I'll approach you. If you say something interesting, I'm approaching you. You know, I want to, I want to pick your brain. I want to talk to you. That's because I, I understand, but if my actions make somebody else feel like they can't, then that I'm the one that's wrong. It's not you. You're not wrong for not feeling comfortable. It's me that's wrong. Cause I made you uncomfortable. And, and so that's something I've really tried to start focusing on. Um There are a lot of things that this tradition applies to and in a lot of ways. This thing gets broken. And, um, you know, I mean, we don't have conservative liberal AA meetings. We don't have Christian, non-Christian AA meetings. We don't have, well, we don't have a lot of these things that happen. I had a sponsee recently and he's got a, a different conception of a higher power. So he went to, uh, I won't, it, it was a meeting that basically you don't have to believe, you know, they, the name of the group in, insinuates that you want to believe in a God, AA meeting. And, uh, and and he's like, Ed, I was there, and they said a lot of good stuff about AA and recovery. He goes, but the problem is, is every person took the first 30 seconds to a minute to define and, and, and like expel any, idea that there was a god that was involved in anything he goes it just made it just so uncomfortable he goes if you didn't have a higher power that you believed in you wouldn't feel comfortable in this meeting and and, and so therefore once again we're taking stances on outside stuff fifth tradition we do one thing and we have a primary purpose to carry the message to the alcoholic who still suffers we all have different experiences and, and um in that once again as i said at the beginning of the meeting third tradition fifth tradition this this sort of envelopes them, umbrellas them protects them we don't have that other stuff um we don't allow that other stuff to affect alcoholics anonymous and this tradition ensures of that um because we leave it outside the rooms and let us do the one thing we do and, and there's always people looking for loopholes. i i remember i was sitting down with somebody one time and um we were doing something for the group. I think we were talking of we we're trying to write a group format and, and they're like, and I said, well, we need to, uh fifth tradition. We need to, um, only alcoholics share well they're like well fifth tradition i said yeah our primary purpose you know we we, you know we have a primary purpose and we discuss alcoholism they're like well if there's a primary purpose that would insinuate there's a secondary purpose and i'm like oh for the love of my goodness i I give you know i I have no argument for secondary purpose you know and and so there's always people looking for that but this this really closes the loopholes because we have traditions and then we have a tradition built upon those traditions to ensure that we don't break those and that's why I love this. Bill knew the drunk. Bill knew our mindsets and Bill knew that we will look for anything, you know? And the reality is, is we can use this for the good. We can, we can seek out, you know, um, currently I'm going to wrap this up. Cause I just realized the time and I apologize. Um, but, uh, drunks seek loopholes we find things and and so currently one of the new things is is do we go back to live meetings or do we stay on zoom meetings or how do we do meetings and and what i tell people and what our group my home group's doing the tuesday night speaker meeting um we uh we're going to a hybrid and what we did is we reached out to the city and we found out what the city ordinances were because if you break the law you're actually standing in defiance of the law. If you if you just follow the law, you're just a law-abiding citizen, and, and you're not saying you're in favor or against. But when you break it, you're saying you're against it. And, and so we we reached out to the city ordinance. We ensured that our hybrid meeting would would fit the city ordinances, so there's no controversial issues. The press can't show up and say, "Look at the drunks, they're breaking the law." Um, the cops can't show up and start writing tickets. We're we're, we're under the umbrella, and then we're going to keep doing the hybrid for or the zoom for anybody who doesn't feel comfortable yet. And because we want everybody to feel comfortable in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's how drunks can use those character defects to our advantage. We find the loophole. We can find the way around it. So, Hey, we want to have live meetings. Well, Let's find out how we can do that within the bounds of the law. And then we can make it to where everybody can show up. And I love that. You know, I love that we can do things of that nature. We shouldn't use a character defect to just stomp all over it and, and rebel. And, uh, I hope I hit many points. Um, I I don't know if I hit everything. Normally people think of other stuff, but uh, I thank you all for having me and I'll turn the meeting back over to you. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ed. We really appreciate you taking the time.